Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of On Your Way Home. This is May. Guys, I'm so excited to have my friend Alice join us today. Alice Maluli is a four-year student at UVA studying public policy and foreign affairs. She was a research assistant at the National Security Policy Center UVA,、um, and I also know that she interned at the Institute for Youth and Policy, based in California.、Um, obviously, all of these things are besides the point here. Me and Alice met each other last semester, actually, and we really hit it off the first time we talked. So something really cool about Alice that I know of is that she really loves to travel, and she's been to many countries in Europe, Middle East, and South America. So, Alice, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Um, hi everyone. So my name is Alice, as May mentioned in Greek, Aliki. So you can call me whatever you guys want. And yeah, I'm 21 years old, and I'm now living in the U.S. So it's pretty cool, and I'm glad to have to get to meet like different types of people from、Amazing. different cultures. Amazing! I think it's so cool when the translation of your Greek name to English name makes so much sense. My parents just completely pulled the name May out of nowhere. <laughs> Actually, no. My name's May because I was born in May, so there's a connection. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I know like Asian people like sometimes like reinvent themselves through like a different name when they come to the U.S. Yeah. But my actual name, like Aliki, does actually mean Alice in the U.S. But many people、oh, really? still don't believe me. They're like, "Huh? Okay, but what's your real Greek name?" I'm like, "It's literally like Alice, Alice. but in Greek." So, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So we have so much to talk to Alice about today, because、um, I've never been to Greece yet. It's one of the countries been on my travel list. I'm really excited to hear you share some of your experience and your observations, comparing, you know, what have you been experiencing differently in the U.S. compared to Greece.、Uh, how about let's start from your story moving here. Tell us a bit more、yeah. about how you even、uh, end up in the U.S. Yeah, well, I'm glad to share some Greek vibes here.、Um, so, I actually have the U.S. citizenship from my dad.、Mm-hmm. He never, he never like he wasn't born in the U.S. or something like that. But he came to live here, asked for the citizenship, and they gave it to him. So, I'm really liking that way. I chose UVA because I wanted to study business.、Mm-hmm. So, I was planning to go to the McIntyre. Didn't happen. But anyways, I wanted a really good business school in the U.S. And I didn't choose Europe because you go straight to a major. So、uh. at eighteen, you have to decide what major you're planning to pursue, and you apply to the university that has this, that major, and then you can't change. So I really like the well-rounded education you could get in the U.S. Yeah, they're not flexible、classes. there. Yeah, they're not flexible at all. That was the main issue. But then again, like the financial crisis in Greece and everything wasn't a good place to pursue my studies. So yeah, I mean, especially your plan after graduation, right? Like you wouldn't be able to. Um, I guess a lot of people wanted to get out of Europe because employment opportunities weren't looking very great, especially in, in Greece. I'm not sure if it's getting better.、Yeah. Has it been, has it been getting better lately? Uh, it hasn't. Hasn't? No, not at all. I mean, we're we were like the countries that was mostly hit by COVID, and we're literally before COVID hit, we're recovering from like financial crisis in 2008 and like from 2000 starting in 2008. 
COVID literally took us back to 2003. Like our GDP levels Oof. are like the same with 2003. That's rough. Yeah. Because I know Greece rely a lot on tourism, right? And it just cut that yeah, 20% of your GDP. We that... still had we still had tourists during the summer, but yeah, definitely not, a, not as high as we... Like that number wasn't as high as we were expecting to hit. Yeah. So. I can imagine it must be really hard for the people. Um, what kind of occupation is the most popular for student who just graduated from college to take up mm. enlighten me on this no yeah. idea so we have this joke that all of our bar women and all the people that work in coffee shops have like master degrees because oh. like yeah because that's oh that's the deep end overqualified but yeah but there are a lot of job opportunities for data science and like cs so there are like foreign companies that have some facilities in greece and that do want people in that specific areas but also we have a lot of people working in construction so like plumbers like electricians like carpenters so there is like construction work related gotcha so that's what i think most people like do right now like i have so many friends that are studying abroad and that are moving from greece to europe just for the job opportunities so mm. How many people study math and philosophy? Since Greece is the first country of these two concepts, essentially, and there's so many like, like famous yeah. mathematicians, philosophers. Yeah, are, are those considered really popular majors there? Math is uh-huh. math is like really big, but philosophy not really. really. I think most people that study philosophy either want to become professors, or maybe something related to education. So like work mm. in like a I don't know. Like elementary school or something. Gotcha. So they highly value education in general from preschool to higher education. Would you say that? that like that yeah, government? The, yeah. Uh, the Greek educational system is really bad. Like we have Why some, is that? We have some negatives. So first of all, what's really stressful is that it's not like the U.S. where you take the ACTs and admission officers, but also look at the, your extracurricular activities and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, in in Greece, all your grades until you're 18 literally do not count in nothing. So you only take entrance exams when you're 18, which is the most stressful thing ever. Like, I have really good stu- students that I know that literally screwed up in the entrance exams just out of anxiety. It only takes place, like, one year. Dude, like, I, one I month, you. like, in June when, you, when you're when you're like 18 and that's all that's gonna matter what uni you're gonna go to depending on that score on like four subjects so it's like four yeah four like class subjects it's exactly the same if not worse in china really i swear to you like the college entrance exam it's partially the reason why my parents decided to like send me abroad is because there was no not a lot of well-rounded education like if i have to focus on getting a good score because there's also you know after three years of high school you take the college entrance exam if you fuck up sure you can take it again but you have to repeat high school for another year and such a waste of life yeah and then um the population is so huge too essentially you're facing enormous competition from your peers also in different provinces like, I'm from uh, a northern province where education was considered not as advanced. And we're adjacent to Beijing, too. So a lot of the education resources were, I wouldn't say stolen, but in my <laughs> mind, I feel like it's been stolen away by um, the kids in metropolitan areas. Yeah. yeah, like bigger cities. 
So it was extremely hard. You have to get 20 to 30 extra points on your exam in order to get into the same school um, than how much the, the score that yeah. the kids from Beijing would have to obtain, you know, that uh, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, maybe they should yeah. make it, like, equal. To us, it's like, it doesn't matter, like, which city you come from. Like, it's just a grade that you took, like, where you're gonna Oh, gotcha. Apply. I mean, it's also less geographically complicated, right? Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, honestly, I don't have a good solution for this. I just wanted to do band. I wanted to sing. I wanted to do sports. But the teachers are like, you need to spend more time in classrooms. And we have late night study sessions extending from all the way from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, and my school was also a boarding school back there. Mm-hmm. I remember literally getting off class at 6 p.m. and have a quick dinner at cafeterias. And then I only have 30 minutes left to take a short walk. Then I have to come back to the classroom, sit down and study again. Oh, wow, that's so strict. I know, it's so strict. And also there is like teacher occasionally come to your classroom to check on you and be like, you are not behaving. Come to the principal's office, like literally like that. Oh my God, is uni though in China like more laid back or are they really strict there too? Definitely more laid back. Universities are hard to get in, but easy to get out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I think that's the case for most Asian countries though. Really? Yeah. That's the same in Europe too. Like in Greece at least, uh, you can literally take the exams as many times as you want in uni. You're never Mm -hmm. kicked out. So you literally have those like 25 and 26 years old still in college, like still taking classes. (laughs) But yeah, they should definitely put like a ceiling on like how many classes you can retake. It is so laid back. So many people start already like doing internships and like working. So they kind of like give up. Oh. Other education, uh, on like their uni education, but I mean, at some point they need to get out, so yeah, no, that'd right. be crazy. Another yeah. difference with like European universities is that in the US we have all the time like assignments, quizzes, this or that, which sometimes I feel like it's low key patronizing, being mm. like, oh, you're not too old to like actually read something, like, we need. To have quizzes all the time to ensure that you actually understand the material. You're not left behind, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's on the other end of the spectrum, almost. I don't know, I feel like always keeping up with deadlines and stuff. Well, in Europe, you only have... Okay, I know some some of my friends like in the UK do have like a midterm okay. and like a final exam. But like most school, most like countries that I know, like Germany, like Cyprus... Italy, they just have a final exam, like, in the end of the year, or in the the end of the semester, that is worth, like, 90 or or 100%. That's overwhelming, too. I don't think I can handle uh, that. Yeah, so maybe that's, like, the other side of the spectrum, so I don't know what I would prefer. I feel like, uh, in Europe, I feel like, like, my friends have, like, more time during the semester to kind of be chill, like, be less stressful, and then they just get all all the stress just, like, appears. Like, towards the end of the right. semester, but, I mean, whatever anyone prefers. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, once you're stuck in the system, you're stuck. You have no <laughs> choice. What prompted the decision of coming abroad besides, you know, like, obviously your family had the convenience to send you abroad? Yeah, so, I really, so, as the U.S. is, like, more individualistic, I really like that at least in my view, that, like, students are more, like, goal-oriented, like, 
the environment is more fast-paced. Right. So I feel like that would help me like focus on my studies mm-hmm. in general. And culturally, I still find the U.S. like ve- very diverse. Like Greece is largely homogeneous. Yeah, with the refugee crisis mm-hmm. starting in 2016, we do have a lot of like Middle Eastern refugees and stuff. But I really like exploring like different cultures and like yeah. living abroad. So the U.S. did seem like very diverse. So right. I really like that aspect of it. I'm saying it did seem because like UVA is a public school, so like 60% or plus are. Virginian students, <laughs> but you can if if you search if you dig a bit deeper you can find like really good people that are like international or like really care about exploring other cultures. But still, like six sixty percent Virginians are still considered foreign to you, so they are interesting to you in a different way, right? Well, one thing I really appreciate about um, the people I meet here is that most people really love exploring nature, mm. um, and that's something I didn't grow up quite with a lot. Because I, I lived in the city. Uh, we have to travel really far to go climb the mountains or hiking or camping, which my family really liked to do. But it wasn't an easy access. But here, everyone here is just so grown up with, like, you know, <laughs> animals, with farms, like, go on trails every day, which I really love. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, we're going, like, closer to nature. Yeah. And Shenandoah is, like, right there. So oh, Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, the idea of, like, campuses isn't really known in Greece we don't really have it's everything is like in cities it with like buildings really yeah so there's no such thing as like a non-enclosed campus yeah we don't really have college towns so oh, like yeah. we have big universities like embedded into the cities uh-huh. and they may have like different facilities all around the city uh-huh. like NYU for example I think has like different facilities around right. like, New York maybe I the think area. So. Um, we might sorry New Yorkers if you're from NYU please correct us in the comments or whatever but yeah the campus was like a, and especially like being in a campus without no without any pollution or at least not so much pollution as yeah. in the city I feel like we're really lucky at UVA pretty lucky definitely better than places like New York and or way better China. than oh China oh <laughs> man don't even bring China up uh, my city was actually the top two heavily polluted city, if you believe. Mm. Yeah, like Beijing was like somewhere on top 10, or like top five for a while, or right before I moved here, moved here to the US. Uh, my city was number two. But if you're, if you lived in the South, it's way better. Okay, I'll come to the South then. Yeah. When I, when I travel. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm also like glad with the resources here. Mm. Like the facilities are like so good, like high high quality, and like you can join so many organizations, which again, you can like in Greece. There really? aren't like Was any. Was it not the case? No, there aren't like extracurricular organizations. Only what? like political organizations you can join. That's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> actually, universities are like the number one platform like politicians and political parties use to start politicize like oh. the students. So they will. So, and create like political affiliations inside the universities. So you, my friends get approached so often, like in uni, like when they're walking with like people representing parties and like, it could be fellow students and they're like, hey, can I help you find ha- a housing like option or whatever? Can I give you notes for this class? Like what class are you taking? So yeah, that's pretty big. Low key, that's intoxicating though, because I think life without politics is so much easier. <laughs> when people start talking about politics or having ambitions to become a politician, they start thinking all these, you know, bureaucratic shit. 
And, uh, and we're here, over here, studying public policy. Yeah, but we, we, we have so much to say on this. Like, it's fun to study public policy, uh, but also when you see the other side of and how ugly the whole political system can get and how democracy is not completely democratic, you just lose hope in the system to some degree. Yeah, It's yeah. hard to be in, like, the political just system. Even, even being in Congress, I don't know, you have to bullshit yourself so much. Like, oh, always say what other people want to. You kind of never have to... I don't know. I feel like you never represent, like, what your your true beliefs. You always have to have, like, a mask on. That's oh, what I feel like politics yeah. is always about. Always negotiating and... Oh, it can get tiring It's sometimes. all strategic. Like, politicians vote to get reelected. <laughs> and that's the sad truth. <laughs> yeah, it is. We learned that in one class, by the way. This concept get reiterated for me in every single class for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought we only discussed, like, one class. But, Not yeah, important. probably. <laughs> I feel like my mind goes blank when someone asks me to speak politics. Sometimes, especially when people ask me, oh, what do you think about the Chinese government? And I'm like, it's kind of controversial. I don't really want to get into it now. And then someone would just be like, keep pressing me. Oh, so what do you think? Here's my take. What do you think? You have to have an opinion. And I'm like, I really don't know enough to say it. Like a lot of things are in great zone. It's not just black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, the person having a conversation with me expected me to say something either black or white. And I don't like that pre-assumption. Makes yeah, me a little it's, uncomfortable It's sometimes. very complex. You can't really answer like, oh, okay, this is because of that. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's hard, yeah. Another hot, big hot issue that we've been having in Greece with the u- university systems and like politics embedded in that is that for many years, so it's more than like 20 years, Police forces aren't allowed inside the universities. So that started kind of to protect. Mm-hmm. It started as a, like a good idea of protecting, protecting the protecting like the students and whatever they wanted to believe in and kind of create like bring like this platform that where they could kind of control. Mm-hmm. But it had gotten so bad in the recent years that there are extremist groups and like left sided, mostly left side extremist groups that are taking over right. like parts of the university yeah. and using them for like events and like again to like form like political affiliations God. and like sleeping in them and it was really bad like not a lot like my friends would be scared to walk at night <gasps> on the university because police isn't there to like provide any security like they would throw like molotovs there have been attacks against like professors because even the professors weren't like really satisfied with having those like, you know, having, like, students are, like, bringing, like, older dudes, just, like, okay, and women, too, not discriminating. Yeah. But, like, taking over some parts of the university and using them however they want, yeah, it, it was really dangerous. And, again, like, they would use those places. A lot of, like, narcotics would be there, so uh-huh. a lot of drug dealers would use the universities to sell drugs. What? And, yeah, it even became a heaven for, like, many criminals, because, like, That's... the police can go in to arrest, That's to arrest them. That's crazy. But yeah, that's and, so interesting. And what's more, like for and now we've been having so many protests because uh-huh. recently the our political party that is in power that it's called New Democracy Nea Demokratia uh-huh. in Greek, they've they've started to like trying to bring like like security forces inside and they, there have been so many demonstrations made 
and I'm it's like I can't believe like the trust in like po- like police is so low. I mean the extremist yeah. groups aren't that many; they're like twenty or thirty, but it's like crazy. And right now the the government is trying to kind of negotiate with like those groups or whatever, like this belief that we should protect like students' rights, right? Uh, by by saying that they're gonna train like a specific portion of the police force. To be like specifically trained and like to I don't tar- know, call like security forces to like protect the university and stuff. But oh, I and I actually know people personally that still support not having any police in universities, which I think is so dangerous. I don't know what you think about how, that. How is that like, such a controversial thing? It's <laughs> to me, it seems like it's insane that the university is becoming the breeding ground of a lot of crimes and these, you know, political turmoils. It shouldn't be. I personally object um, tearing the the peaceful scene apart for young adults way too early to make them really cynical about things. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like as a kid, I wanted to live in a fairy world. I wanted to see more of the positive things about the world. Mm-hmm. Only later on as I grew up, I'm slowly presented with controversial things and I see the world isn't just black and white. I feel like university, like, sure, it's time to learn about politics and everything. But it shouldn't be like this, you know? Yeah, that's not, definitely not, like, a supporting, like, empowering yeah. environment for, like, students. But, yeah, the only, like, positive that I've heard about keep maintaining that policy is that a lot of criminals, high, like, high-level criminals, I guess you could yeah. say, uh, would would, like would like get into the uni for like as a haven to protect themselves but then the like the police forces could stand outside the uni and kind of like be prepared i want to say that they were it was like a good it is a good policy to kind of catch the high level criminals because you know they're hiding inside so the police can just wait outside and then catch them on the way there but that's literally the only positive that i can think so it's a trap <laughs> it's so setting it's a like trap circle yeah. up yeah <laughs> we're like let's see who sneaks out at night it's so funny but hopefully it will change yeah like, how long has the situation been lasting? like over 20 years oh my like, god like it's never been dealt with if that makes sense and like politicians again wouldn't confront the situation because they they liked the politicization phase and like having groups there in the university staying there permanently and kind of politicizing like the student population. How about so, oh, where do students stand on this? Do students like being involved like this way? So a lot of protests have been composed of consisted of of students, student activists. Yeah. yeah, especially like especially from the economic crisis. I feel like a lot of people just you know when you have a financial crisis, you're like I hate I hate how the system has been run, mm-hmm. and they try to go to more extremist sides. Yeah. So a lot of students do support not having the police they see it as like freedom yeah like economically how, yeah. financially left right yeah and freedom for like no government intervention mm. makes so. sense but yeah it sucks wow i just heard this whole other world that i could <laughs> not possibly yeah. imagine that's crazy i can see why now that you chose to yeah get out. <laughs> don't want any molotovs in my head in my head or something so how how have you been liking your life here then 
It's really nice. Almost four years. Oh, almost. Yeah, I, I did work remotely like last year. So my third year I spent it back home. Oh. But no, I really like the bubble that I'm in right now. Like I like the good facilities. I like yeah. I like that the professors are more involved. I feel like they aren't that involved in Greece. But yeah, no, I really I'm really satisfied with my bo- both my majors and life is pretty neat. I can't I can't complain. I didn't even know you until last semester. I Maybe know, why dude. Why did we take so long to meet each other? To meet each other. I I love how talkative you are, and you know. I'm how talkative I am, and I always get complained over it. And I'm like, may just shut the fuck up. And I'm like, I just want to make friends. <laughs> We're the perfect combination then to hang out. Yeah, this dude who was sitting here right before you came, I came into the room, and he immediately complimented my outfit. And I was so flattered. And then he started being like, it's so nice to meet you. Oh, what year are you? And I'm like, wow you want to have a conversation let's have a conversation <laughs> i i was embracing it and we exchanged number even mm. and he's like he saw me taking this out and he's like yo that's dope i'm definitely gonna give it a listen whoa it's true fun i know but like i really appreciate the support yeah uh, see people like that is just people like that are so lovable people like us too <laughs> anyway shameless plug it's it's fine it's approved shameless no, yeah, no shame. We we love ourselves. Be friends with us, people. <laughs> yeah, people hit us up. As I said earlier, I only invite my favorite people to talk with me. Oh. So if you're on here, that means I love you. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm blushing <laughs> inside. Anyways, um, yeah, I know that you are serving as the residence assistant. Yeah, resident advisor. Resident advisor. Honestly, same thing. Right, RA. That's what we call it here. At the International Residential College at UVA. Um, how, how, how was that experience? Well, how, how, how has it been for you so far? Yeah, it's actually been so great. Yeah. And I know it sounds cringe, but I'm finally like giving back to the IRC community. I've lived there mm. since my first year. And I always like loved interacting with different people because yeah. we it's international, so we do have a lot of people all over the world and a lot of people doing exchange, the yeah. exchange programs. So yeah. I've had some European people there supporting. So basically, we have the storm for mostly international students. Students from all years can apply to live there um, and take advantage of the community and mingle with their hallmates. Yeah, and we have like cultural events and stuff. So we and do like Chinese food. first year, like we do like Chinese like New Year's Eve or whatever. Oh yeah. And yeah, we have Luna, I think it's called. Luna New Year. Luna, okay. It's coming up really soon. Oh really? In oh. a week or so. Okay. Well, you should come. I think we're definitely hosting an event in Aww. the IRC. I'll I'll contribute my dumpling making skill. Oh, <laughs> I literally last my last event last semester was a dumpling. Like I ordered really? dumpling and bubble tea for my for my residence because nice. it, it has become like so popular eating dumplings and it's so easy to make uh, okay i wouldn't say easy uh there's a lot of preparation work the dumplings i make are very ugly <laughs> not very good at folding it but i do enjoy the process um i've never made so hit me up next time just make dough and then um put them into thin pieces and fold meat and vegetables fillings inside and close them up 
Hmm, okay. Yeah, that does that sounds manageable. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a great experience. I really love because I was already like interacting with a lot of people. I was pretty social sociable. So it's like, why not become an RA? Like I don't know. Already like giving instructions or to like places. So I was like, yeah, become an RA. Woo! And no accommodation fee. Too. Yeah, that's, it's being paid for. Ah, uh, that's yeah. That that's like an extra cookie you achieve with all your hard work <laughs> on the plate. Of course, I thought about becoming an RA. Like to our listeners who are underclassmen here on the podcast, if you want to get more involved with residential life, apply to be an RA. I feel like it's gonna be really fun. I have two cats. That was the only reason why I didn't <laughs> apply. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it's a great way to get involved with student life and social lives. And you also get to tell them, share with them your past year experiences. Like how to be yeah. safe, how to party correctly, how to make friends, how to be sexually safe as well. Very important. <laughs> yeah, I have like this huge condom, like condom bag. Because they uh-huh, give us from like, like in the beginning bag. of the semester, they so give us funny. like from the, I think from the LGBTQ, like student organization, they give out like condoms and I have such a large bag and everyone just when they enter my room everyone's like mm, okay i see what's going on you're <laughs> studying really hard i'm like yeah this for my residence as well it's like fre- freaking huge i need to send you a photo but yeah that's funny my first year ra was like guys choose your favorite flavor remember to no keep one or two under your pillow and i've had i've had people who slid those into my room when I was talking with my guy friend in the room. Oh my god. Like, I'm literally not doing anything, and people would, like, jokingly slide it in. Honestly, that's, like, such a smart move. I should be doing that to my residents, like... Right. Yeah. (laughs) Not when they're, like, (laughs) with a guy friend, but, like, just, like, instead of, like, knocking on their door and, like, oh, here's, like, a strawberry condom, I could just, like, slide that in. No, you like strawberry... (laughs) <laughs> no i don't like sorry give me mango okay sliding that in okay honey here's a mango one but yeah no what i really like as well is that i know most of the arrays like my fellow arrays like in the irc and my sr i love my sr i've known almost all of the group like the hrl group whatever yeah. since my first year so we also can like do events together and stuff yeah. and cooperate so that's that's really neat too and I, all the RA or SR people I know are so lovable. They're so sociable, very caring people. It's in their nature, I feel like. Yeah. They're really cool. I really love them. Yeah. But I definitely, like, I can say I'm sociable, and like, but I feel like I have become less sociable. So Why? it's really weird when I have people saying, like, oh, you're so sociable. Because inside, I don't feel like that. Have you ever done the MBTI test? The personality test? Oh, not recently no yeah do you think you're extrovert or introvert definitely extrovert that's the thing like you know how like i feel like maybe i'm in the middle now how are they called when you're in the middle antro no or introvert i have no idea unbeatable okay swing state (laughs) (laughs) politics major that was really smart anyways i used to be like very sociable and then like i could never get tired like speak talking to people but I now realize that after like spending time with like in a social environment, I get mentally tired, which I never did. Oh yeah. Do you get tired when you're I like? I do. Of course I do. I just I need to restore energy by being being with myself yeah. for a few hours at least, and then I can social again. Yeah. But I never used to have that though. 
Like, I would never feel so excited that would literally, inside my head, would be like, okay, I want to leave now. So the train, it keeps going and going and going. No, I, yeah, I feel like COVID changed us in a way. I also feel like um, American people, I I really like the environment here. Like, I feel like I've become more American over the years. Um, But American people are just such social animals compared to many different cultures. They're always greeting you on on the street. Like, yeah. when they see you, they're, like, greet you with full-on energy uh, that you just can't turn down. And sometimes you feel really tired. You just want to wave a yeah. high back. And they will come come on and hug you mm-hmm. and everything. But Maybe yeah, it's the energy yeah. that overwhelmed us a little mm-hmm. bit. I like the side of, like, being over positive and like saying hello to everyone i, like, I really like that aspect too that you can easily go to some to a stranger and be like hey i don't know where the supermarket is or something they will give you they will gladly give you instructions and stuff right but the only negative thing about that is that there is i feel like a pressure embedded to always oh. like be smiling always if someone asks how are you doing you have to say you're okay you always have to smile if you don't you come off of being like a bitch or something you have to be reciprocal yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the only bad part of it that I can think, like, I don't know, I feel like in Greece we're a bit more direct in that uh, way. When people are not in good mood, they'll just be like, Yeah, just sorry, don't. dude, not in a good mood, mood. Or, like, I've noticed here that you get to know, like, a lot of people, like, say hello and stuff, but to really get to know one person, now I'm comparing from my experiences. Americans, for some reason, aren't really that into, like, sharing the deeper secrets, but I feel like it takes more time to actually get to know someone. Like, yeah. honestly, in, like, a genuine way. While, I agree. While in Greece, like, literally the second day you're with someone, you're like, oh, yeah, that happened to my mom. Or, like, they'll go more... You open up They're more open up. I feel like in the U.S., they, everyone, like, tries to be a little bit more diplomatic with their answers. I don't know if you've noticed that, too. And put on a disguise, in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with it to a certain extent. I feel like that's just college in general, though. Like, in, in high school, it's easier to make... Like, people always say the friends you make in high school are your best friend for life uh, because they're genuine. They go through the same mm-hmm. struggle as you. But in college, everyone's a little bit more strategic with their friend making. And they also, everyone's on their own track. Yeah. Everyone's busy with their own thing. Um, the one thing I don't really like is how uh, often people get stood up here. You can easily text someone, hey, let's hang out. And then not have the person Wait, text really? back you ever again. You're kidding. Oh, I'm, with people you don't know, not with people you're friends with, right? No. Or, it, oh, okay. it doesn't really like, happen. Oh. With, and if that happens between me and my friends, I'm dropping them. Like, it's just not very polite. Yeah. At least text back and say sorry something yeah. came up. Like, sometimes... Well, but the situation I'm referring to is when you see someone on the road that you haven't seen for like half a semester. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, let's hang out soon. Oh, I'm missing you around. And then be like, yeah, of course, I'll definitely text you back. And they just never do. They don't. That's the thing. They don't. They say they don't mean it. Like, what? Like, it freaked me out when people were like, came up to me. They would be like, oh, hey, how are you? And I was gone. I was about to answer. They would literally just leave. I was like, you literally just asked me, how are you? Why are you not <laughs> waiting that- for a response? And then I realized they just say it as like, a wa- it's just like a wave for them. A wave like a wave, Or like a wave. Like, it's just like them waving. They don't expect like a conversation that's, after that. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah. yeah. So now, whenever, how are you doing? I'm like, maybe I'll say okay. Or maybe like, yeah, fine. And just go. I usually just say, how are you back? 
if they say like how are you i'll be like good how are you and they don't reply though afterwards cross each other yeah. at that exact moment uh ah uh, yeah well it's it's still good to hear it but yeah i don't Plus, know you just need to get used mm. to it but i'm so used to that oh you you were still up like that sucks but on the positive side Americans are more punctual. Like in Greece, ah, I get so annoyed. 6 p.m. means 6.30 for Greeks. So when I, whenever <gasps> we set up a time to meet, oh like God. they're never on time, which is, I have to adapt to that. It's just like moving back and forth from like the U.S. to Greece. I will, I will still, when we arrange with my Greek friends to meet, I will still go at that time that we said we're going to meet. But for them, they mean like 20 minutes later. That's but, yeah. That was the same with organizing parties. Like, whenever I had a party and I want them to come at at 6.30, I would always say 6. Like, that becomes a social norm? Yeah, it is a social norm. Just me, I don't get it. Because, like, I'm used to, like, I don't know. so interesting. I'm, yeah. I say I'm German. Germans also do that. Like, they're super punctual. Like, like Americans. I feel like Americans are pretty punctual, too, no? Like, if you say, like, okay, 3 p.m., we're going to leave from there. Aren't you going to leave at 3 p.m.? For me, Yes. But a lot of people have had experience with no. Mm, okay, maybe it depends. Like maybe, maybe on the person yeah, too, but it depends. And I'm like generalizing, but yeah, I always have to deal with that with my Greek friends. I'm like, oh, I'm not the best at it. No, I generally try to be places on time. The only exception is class. <laughs> I oh my gosh, the other day. My morning climbing class was at 9.30 a.m. And I set alarm at 7.45, but I somehow woke up at 9.15. Oh, damn. I didn't even wash my face. I was chewing my bread while running to the gym, and I got there late by 20 minutes. It was a bit embarrassing, but it's whatever. Uh, We're force years. We can afford to do it. We deserve some time off. We do. We really do. Last question I'm going to ask Alice is for her to share some fun facts or things that people usually don't know about Greeks and Greece as a country. Is there any social cues or social adequates that you think are so interesting? Mm, okay, so we have this hand gesture. That <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Okay, Wait, we we just consider very bad. Like you don't do that hand like gesture, which is you open your like hand uh-huh. and like when you want to say like, hey, this is a five. Okay. And you just aim it, so you aim your palm, oh, your palm. to the face of the other person sitting like across of you, and you just do, you just like point that towards him uh, to signify what. It's it's cons- like when I do that, um, it's considered like. Just eat shit. Like, you're, it's just like a hand, like it's a bad hand gesture. Eat shit. And you'll do it, like, on the road. If someone annoys you, like, on the streets, you'll be like, ha, like, get it. Guys, did something. you hear this? This is so, but that's kind of cute. It's you, a, yeah. I know one type of lizard that also does this. You know, chameleons, when you see them from a glass terrarium, they really like to flex out their palm or their hand at you. Uh, trying to scare you away. <laughs> I feel like what you just described, it, it reminds me exactly of this, except that chameleons only have two fingers. That's funny. But yeah, like there were some instances with my Lebanese friends in the US, they were describing something or whatever, and then they wanted to show like, oh, there were five of this. So they would point their hand, their palm towards me. I was like, that's so hurtful. Like, oh. What happened? I was like, oh, just a bad hand gesture in Oh, Greece. poor Alice. Don't take but, that personally. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting used to it. 
Other than that, yeah, people, some people think that we don't have any mountains because just because they advertise like beaches so oh. much, but we do have mountains. I recently like read that maybe like 80% of Greece is com- consists of like mountains or something. Really? Which, I don't know, might be false information, but How? we do have a lot of mountains and like people go skiing and stuff. So we're not just swimming people, we have winter sports too. So uh, geographically it's very diverse. Yeah. So like where I live, I'm from the second largest city called Thessaloniki. Okay. So in 30 minutes, you can be in the mountains Mm. and in 45 minutes, the other direction, you could be at the beach. So that's what I love about my city. That's so fun. Slightly biased, but still. That sounds so fun. I'm definitely going to visit you at some point. You have to. And you better be in the country. (laughs) You better be there. If you have COVID, (laughs) I can reassure you I'm going to be there. Okay. So what's your plan after graduation? And I've actually gotten accepted to LAC for a master in international relations. So LAC is the London School of Economics (gasps) and Political Science. Oh my god, congratulations! I didn't I didn't know this. When? It's based in London. We start I start like the program starts next September. Like in 2022. That's, wait, that's amazing, yeah. dude. I uh, didn't know you have this lined up. In dude, I love London. I've always wanted to live in London. My sister actually lives there now. And I've, I've been so jealous. I, I feel, I can see your vibe fitting really well. Wait, really? In London. I don't know why. It's just. Maybe you can, you can see the future. You can see me living there. That's why. Yes. All right, guys. That's a nice place to wrap up. Yeah, I'm really honored you i'm so proud of you for doing the podcast and yeah you totally deserve all all the success you're gonna get bye guys thank you so much for listening in thank you so much i'll see you next episode